Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Important stuff we're going to talk about today, especially if you have kids, if you're a grandparent, uh, any of the above. Important information, especially when it comes to a holistic way of life and your health. And she is the owner of Hip Health Center for Holistic Health. She's back with us with a lot of stuff to uh, enlighten us on today. Kate Birch is here. Hi, Kate. How you doing? Hi, Steve. I'm doing great. Hi. Uh, before we even delve in, you wanted me to watch a movie that you produced. It's on your website, hiphealth.com, H-I-P-P-Health.com. And it is the movie is essentially a homeopathic way of really just looking at where we've come, where we are, where we're going. I got to tell you, and what I've seen so far, it's actually pretty scary <laughs> what's, what's happening out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Talking about being living on this planet. Yeah. Uh, you know, wasn't expecting to, to see all of that uh, in that movie. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's long, but there's a lot of stuff going on there uh, in terms of, you know, what we're dealing with, symptoms of issues that we may be dealing with. What do people usually tell you after they've uh, seen the movie, Kate? Yeah, so a movie is Paradise Lost, and it's the story of proving of the homeopathic remedy, Einkorn Wheat. And so if you've only been able to watch half of it, what happens is you're in the kind of agitated state of awareness of what's really happening on this planet, right? And um, I invite you to go back and continue watching it because so in the movie is embedded and you saw the grinding, right? You saw the grinding of the mortar and pestle? Yep. yep. So there's four levels of consciousness, you could say, that is introduced. And the first is just really getting into the pain body or understanding the context within which where we are as a human race right now on the planet that we live in. And that is where we're like polluting the planet, um, vaccinating our children, you know, um, nature is, you know, strangled by our fishnets and there's war and poverty and so many different things that are, um, and I'll tell you a little bit of the history of when I was making it. So I said last time that I put a prayer out. I wanted to find something that could heal humanity. Like I realized that the sickness of humanity was so big. And um, I was driving in my car in 2016. I listened to BBC all the time. I was like, okay, what are they saying on BBC? BBC gives you good scope of international news. And it was all the running up to the Trump election and then, uh, you know, into 2017, it's like, okay, things are kind of like they're turning the heat up, right? And um, so I already had, in the fall of 2016, been introduced to the remedy Einkorn, and it wasn't until the natural wheat, ancient wheat, organic wheat, never been hybridized, never been afflicted with the capitalistic system that the agrarian culture had. So you haven't got to the point of the true history of it, but you did meet Otzi, yes? The cave, the, the man, the Neolithic man they found in the Italian Alps. This is, say that again, this was, who was this? 
Otzi at the beginning of the movie and yeah. introduces Otzi, yep, where that the wheat was in his cuff. And basically what happens in the trituration is there's kind of an erasing of this accumulation of civilization that's upon it. Means that it's not just this generation that's flat, like there were wars last generation, previous generations. Previous to that, there were famines. I mean, there's been wars going on since the Crusaders, since, you know, the biblical times. There were wars and genocides and annihilations of one group of people for another group of people and arguing over who's God and so on and so forth. All of these things have led to a culmination of... Um, meanwhile, we've been eating wheat the whole time, right? Humans have been eating wheat sure. for 5,000 years, and that wheat has been hybridized and hybridized for greater yield. And as of late, completely full of pesticides. So it used to be what's called the staff of life, when Christ said, this is my body. When what he's meaning is that you can access Christ consciousness through eating the food that's on the planet. means that nature has given us so many different things, right? And this is before... um, anything has been hybridized or coveted or slave systems have been put in or um, anyways, you have to watch the end of the movie. But- you know, even, even so far of what I've seen, Kate, uh-huh. I got to tell you, I don't know if I'll eat uh, wheat ever again. <laughs> like, it's just a, wow, what's going on within our food system. And uh, all these things that many of us are unaware of until yeah. seeing it there. So what when somebody watches the movie, one, it touches on the feeling state inside of themselves, like something needs to be done. How do we do that? You know, and, but before there's the capacity to do anything, actually there's more of a fear state, like I'm just anxious, I'm working too hard, I worry about my kids, and, you know, survival needs are very uh, much in the forefront. And But as you go through the trituration, and if somebody was to take the homeopathic remedy einkorn wheat, all of those layers of survival, necessity, anger and resentment, and things that get built on us from, you know, failed experiences in life or, you know, bad crop, you know, what do we do better, we get more greedy, you know, different things like that, the things that we're very unconscious of as we move through life. When people take that remedy, what starts to happen is they get a greater sense of ease inside of themselves, and then when they get to see the construct that they've been living in as a civilized being in nature, right? Because civilization has taken us out of nature. Ultimately, how we spoke last time was you know, that the main element of humans is that they're so disconnected from nature. So I am going to finish the, um, I am going to finish the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to move over to the, the other website that you have, and that's Mm -hmm. free and healthy children international. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do that. So, um, you know, my work as a practitioner, as a servant to, you know, humanity, writing these books and so on. Free and Healthy Children International was born out of that. We have talked about it, you know, a number of interviews back. And part of our work is to really provide families an alternate way for immunological health. 
if you could say, and that's with our homeoprophylaxis programs. And we had one, it's our, you know, our, uh, what you call that, the, the first program that we've ever done was the childhood program. And given when COVID came, because COVID, it seemed like every other system started to collapse and everybody's, you know, all their people's chronic diseases are coming forward and such. And the craziness of people, you know, how irrational everybody was coming is no longer like normally if you have an infectious disease, if you go swim in the ocean, the ocean kills it. If you lay in the sun, the ocean kills it. But, you know, the beaches were closed during COVID, right? Like nobody could go out in the sun like you needed to stay in your house. I mean, it's just um Anyway, uh, so my work then consisted of, like, I'm a homeopath. What else can I do for humanity? And in 2021 and 2022, yeah, in the spring of 2022, so a year and a half ago, I was uh, realized that we needed many more alternate immunological programs that help to rebuild the health of humanity. And the first place, so we've got you on the feedinghealthychildren.org website under the all HPX programs. The first place to start is the Healthy Biome Homeoprophylaxis Program. I want to talk about that, touch on our childhood one, and then introduce our young adult one. Um, so the foundation of all health starts with a healthy biome. We've talked about that in the glyphosate one because glyphosate is killing the biome. But certainly if you're taking a lot of antibiotics, that's killing the biome. Um, and many people, like if you do any searches, you're going to find, you know, everybody's got the latest, greatest probiotics you need to do. And then, but still within conventional medicine, they want to give you anti-something. You give one antibiotic to get rid of one pathological bacteria. Or you take antifungals to get rid of the fungus that is now growing in your system because you took too many antibiotics. And this is all working at a surface level of what the environment is in your body that's conducive to who grows in there, is it good say? Hmm. So, uh, you have questions? Yeah, the the biome. I just want to make sure that I understand what the human biome sure. is. It, it really yeah. is. It's it's very important, right? Yeah, it's very important. And the bio, so we consist of, you know, a trillion bacterial cells. You know, it's not just us living in the body, right? There's these bacteria cells, and each bacteria cumulatively have a relative level of consciousness. We also have viral particles and things like that, whether they're active or not active. You know, depends on the health of our immune system. And um, when dysbiosis happens when you've lived in a poor condition for so long, like whatever that condition is, whether it's exposure to pesticides or being a chronic alcoholic, or smoking too much, or taking antibiotics, or only eating junk food, or if you're eating yogurt every day, sourdough bread that you make, you know, um, fruits and vegetables from your gardens that aren't sprayed. Like, there's going to be different bacteria in your body. Well, the bacteria, they dictate what your mental health status is. So you've heard of PANS or PANDAS before? Have you heard of that? It it sounds familiar, yeah. Yep. It's um both of these are autoimmune responses to streptococcal bacteria in the system or some sort of progressive inflammatory condition that happens in the brain. It leads to violence. It can be streptococcal, it can also be driven by another bacteria called C difficile. 
It makes violent outbursts. It makes irrational thoughts. But there's other ones like H. pylori that will always make somebody have reflux. Or you can get what's called small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, means that the pH of the body has changed. And where you normally are having a growth population is fine, but if you have overgrowth of bacteria in your small intestine, then you're not digesting properly. And you know, all of our surface membranes have different kind of bacteria that want to live there. And depending, like some people have fungus between their toes. Sometimes that fungus is systemic, you know, like athlete's foot in locker rooms or such. Um, and it can be con passed on. So all of the things that grow in the body are similar. If you think of like a garden, if you completely destroy everything with a pesticide, the only thing that's going to grow there is a GMO crop. But most plants need, you know, we have our builders and our decayers, right? And funguses are kind of decay systems, so things will rot and break down. But you need that part, so mushrooms are part of that, funguses are part of that. But what does that say about the individual's health if they've, they're riddled with fungus? It means that their body is dying, actually, right? Wow. Um, this stuff is just, <laughs> you're blowing my mind, Kate, I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> All of this stuff we don't realize, all of this stuff we just take for granted that our society, our systems, our doctors, you know, we can trust them to make sure that, you know, they are keeping us healthy. That's not the case here. It really isn't. No, this is lifestyle. This is a commitment to being the full human being that you can be, you know, living in partnership with nature in a way. And we are, we're lacto-fermenting. Because we're mammals, we, we take in lactose, like that's either from breast milk or cow's milk or sheep milk, goat milk. Um, we ferment that cheese, and we need lacto-fermenting bacteria to do that. So our Healthy Biome HP program is a program using homeopathic remedies of the dysbiotic bacteria, which is going to help you shed that, and then the beneficial bacteria, which helps you get a healthy relationship with that bacteria and also shedding the yeast or candida and, um, yeah, introducing bacteria that maybe you didn't have a relationship with but are actually considered what's called commensal bacteria. These are the ones that are symbiotic to life. I want to ask you this. Yeah. What we're talking about here in terms of dairy products, yes. would you suggest that we don't drink milk, that we don't have cheese, um, or what is reasonable, what is safe? Yeah, no, this, this is a good question. There's a lot of people who are dairy, and we also have to say what's milk and milk. You know, there's raw milk, there's organic milk, there's skim milk, whole milk, uh, in both categories, raw, organic, and then conventional milk. So the milk is the, you know, lacto-discharge, if you could say, from the animals. So then what is that animal being fed. Are they fed grass-fed? Is it GMO grains full of pesticides? Those pesticides are coming out in the milk, so conventional milk is like that. Antibiotics, so in order to keep the amount of um, pathological bacteria down in milk, they because there is, in raw milk, you have natural antibody from the mother lactating um, creature, whatever it is, sheep or goat, cow, 
and you have her immune system cells in there. It's designed to keep the infant healthy also. And then you have the milk protein and the milk fat, and so that's the whey and the curd. And so the cheese is made out of the curd, and then usually in cheeses, there's different kinds of bacteria that are used to create that cheese, young cheese, old cheese, different ones, blue cheese, stinky cheese, you know, uh, different all around the world, there's different cheeses that are made. So um, if we go like across the board, I would say we are lacto-fermenting that we should consume some sort of dairy, whether it's in a cheese form or just actually drinking it. Some would say never, ever take dairy. Um, and then certainly if you have vaccine damage, because they also put the bovine casein, which is the whey part of the um, dairy, in the vaccines as a growth medium, so then that creates an autoimmune response, and then many people are allergic to the dairy like that. So, um, well, you know, I'm wondering here. Yeah, we can never be sure where what we're ingesting is coming from. We'll never know. Like, you know, for, yeah. for sure. So, are you saying that it's better to err on the side of caution uh, and reduce your intake of some of this stuff since we we don't know? where it's coming from? Well, I mean, we can tell pretty much. So, I mean, if you go to, we have a lot of co-ops here in Minnesota, so they have, you can't sell the raw milk over the counter, but you can get unpasteurized, and then you can get um, the cheeses. So cheeses are usually made from raw milk. and But I myself prefer cheeses. So cheese won't be made if the milk has too many antibiotics in it because that kills the bacteria that would be used to make the cheese, right? And, of course, the best cheeses are going to come from France, any of the soft-ripening cheeses. I mean, I, I know in Ireland, so they've got that Kerrygold cheese, cheddar cheese, there's different ones that are made there. The, all the cows in Ireland are grass-fed, organic. They don't have pesticides there. So you can pick and choose, like if you... No, I guess I made it my hobby to know where the food comes from. You know, mm -hmm. I wish they labeled it. Um, but you can see, you know, cheeses, it'll say imported from France. Like a blue cheese, actually, blue cheese has natural penicillin injected in it. The blue lines is penicillin. If you take that cheese, what it actually does is it kills off the pathological bacteria in your system. Interesting, huh? Wow. And I, you know, I do recall, I, I forgot it until you said it. Um, mm -hmm. the penicillin connection. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have remembered that unless you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. So it's complicated. Um, what we have with our HP program is, yeah, you've tried everything or maybe you haven't tried everything, but now you really want to get on top of your biome because your biome is going to regulate your energy, your life force, your thinking patterns, you know, how your brain works, the neurotransmitters, all these different things. Um, our HP biome, healthy biome program offered by one of our practitioners is going to be an easy way, easy fix to do that. So now that we're looking at all of this, this is the, let's move on to our children's immune system. Yeah. You're taking a child, you know, a fresh, fresh individual, fresh human with, um, would you, are we, are we messing up their immune system by what we're feeding our children? Uh, I mean, Yes, in some ways, like the glyphosate certainly dysregulates the immune system because it affects the 
Um, there's what's called a adenosine regulation mechanism that happens with that, it's a genetic part. But more, it's the vaccine that is okay. messing up the immune system. And we've talked about that a number of times. And so what we are offering with our childhood immunization program is select diseases that are relative to childhood. Like we don't have HPV in that program. That human papillomavirus, that's for sexually active people, right? So it's not going to be for young children. Same with hepatitis B. It's a sexually transmitted disease. That's not in our program. But each of our diseases also, each one has sort of a catalytic logical activation that it sets in motion when you give it in the right dose. So normally, like the theory of vaccination is if you give the infectious agent, it stimulates an immune response, and then you develop immunity. If you give a weakened version of that, it makes it safer, and um, that is the same exact theory of the homeoprophylaxis, whereas um, the vaccine model is weakened and it has all the other ingredients in it which twist the immune response. But if you get it just as a pure energetic disease state, which is the nozodes have that, then what it's doing is it's activating a part of the survival mechanism of the child that's relative to the survival skills of that disease. And to learn more about this, yeah, where would we go? I know you have um, freeandhealthychildren.org, uh, yep. a separate site that that breaks a lot of this down. But if you're a parent that is really concerned about your child's health, um, is a lot of that information on that website? That's where I would start. You can find practitioners there. And then the solution book that we talked about, really the second edition, it's got the new HP programs in there. And that really starts talking about, well, let's really get an understanding of how their immune system works and how many different places we might do things unconsciously that affect the immune system and then what is remedy or how to think about this and so on like that. Yeah. Impactful is what you said before the immunization. What is it? Mm-hmm. You know that, and you've said it before, but you know, now, now it's coming even clearer how that is, you know, and that's the beginning of life. You know, children get immunized immediately pretty much. Um, and that's the, that's the, the setup for failure in your eyes, if you will. Well, there's two bits of it. So normally, if a mother is breastfeeding and she had the childhood diseases, she would be protecting her baby in the first year of life because she has the antibodies. So nature made it like this. Mm -hmm. This is like thousands and thousands of years. So it's the same within raw milk. You have the colostrum from the cows, and they're eating grass that has the dirt, and in the dirt has all the different tetanus bacteria, you know, the streptococcal bacteria. Everything's in the dirt too, right? So the cow's eating that. The cow's got the antibodies. It's coming in the colostrum. Mother should be doing the same thing too. But if mother had too many antibiotics, well, she's not passing on that good bacteria. If mother didn't have the infectious diseases, she's nursing, she's not passing on antibodies. So what's happened with like the second or third generation into the vaccine paradigm is mothers don't have the diseases and now the children are more at risk for contracting those diseases. So the diseases, there's a sort of, they're called childhood diseases because they're meant to be had in childhood to activate the survival of that individual. Like, can this child survive in the external world? And each disease has its own, like pneumonia is a normal bacteria that lines the lungs. But if you have a very weak or sickly child, they will get pneumonia. 
easily. And what the pneumonia is doing is activating an immune response saying, are you ready to keep living on this planet? If not, the lungs will fill with fluid and then the baby will die. Would, so, you, would you ever immunize a child? No, I would use homeoprophylaxis. My son, he got some vaccines. That's before I knew any about this, but um, my daughter has no vaccines. She didn't have it and she did fine. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. It, I, I, we don't realize this stuff until we take the time to pay attention to it. But that or it's too late. Or it's you know, too late. Then you have a, vac- a vaccine-damaged child, autism, learning disorders, and then you've kind of ruined somebody's life for the rest of their life. But what you're saying here is, you know, everything is passed on from the mother. And we yeah. forget about that because we're in such a society mode of... Uh, Injections and medicine mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's already, that's the evolution of our, our, our species. <laughs> it's passed on, mm-hmm. but we don't look at it that way. We look toward, you know, the doctor who's going to make sure we're safe, but no, it's not necessarily needed. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, what you do is so valuable that we can learn what's going on here. Um, well, and, and just to bring it uh, you know, back full circle, free and healthy children, or not, uh, paradise lost and found. I, um, you know, it's becoming overwhelmed with the state of vaccine damage and how sick our children were. And I was like, okay, even though what I'm doing, it's not very making very much of an impact, but um, there has to be something else that, you know, there's a, if you really take a look at it, like people keep their autistic children at home. You don't see them. If they were to come out, we would see how many children there are. If one in 22 boys are autistic and you haven't seen one, you know that they're all hidden. That, that's the latest statistic number. And um, where are they, right? So if you go into special ed schools, you can see them there. And it's overwhelming to human psychology to see that many people damaged. Wow. And that's where I was when I started going, something needs to shift on here. And that's where the Paradise Lost and Found comes. My hope was some consciousness could come to humanity. Yeah, well, we're spreading it today. And I Mm -hmm. I appreciate all the the insight. And uh, I'm about 40 minutes in to the movie. So I'm I'm going to finish that up. And uh, we're going to follow up. You know, a lot of people fall asleep in the first 20 minutes of the movie. I, that's very common. That's one of the first symptoms because it's a little too much. Like all of a sudden the system is like, oh, what is going on? And uh, I'm glad you made it through that part. You know, you might want to rewind and go back to where the, the wheat grinding mill is and sort of start there. But, um, yeah, make it through. And I'm, I'm happy to see what happens, you know, the next time we meet and if the, you have any great revelation. <laughs> I'm afraid to find out what I'm going to find out, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the answer is, I mean, I'm speaking a lot, but the answers really are going to come from inside of you. Yep. The, yeah. the website, hiphealth.com, H-I-P-P health.com. In your practice, you're available if somebody wants to change their life holistically or their families, or even you know, to consult if somebody has some questions, they can find you uh, and reach out to you by way of the website. Right, Kate? Perfect. Yep. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here and all your insight and knowledge. And uh, definitely looking forward to next time we talk. Yep. We'll see you next week. Thank you. We'll be right back. 
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.